When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to The Plays The Thing, one of the suite of podcasts from the Searcy Institute. Today is the bonus episode of As You Like It. I'm Tim McIntosh and I am not as usual, joined by Heidi White, because we're doing something a little bit different for this bonus episode. In a moment, I'm going to be joined by four students from the Paideia Classical Community, which is a hybrid school for our homeschoolers in Fort Collins, Colorado. But I just want to give you a little bit of background about why we're doing this kind of unique um, podcast for the bonus episode of As You Like It. So typically on this show, we talk Shakespeare. The show is kind of literary criticism for fans. Um, but every once in a while, if you listen to the show, you know that like we remind everyone that Shakespeare did not write novels. He wrote plays and plays are meant to be performed. So my suspicion is that a lot of you out there are kind of curious about like, well, like what are the different choices that go into bringing a Shakespeare play to life? And maybe even some of you are teachers at a classical school or administrators or parents of classical students, and you're kind of curious, could I ever put on a Shakespeare play or could I even put on a few scenes? So today we're talking to four students who actually did it. So the background is I've got friends at the Paideia Classical Community in Fort Collins, and they asked me to put on a Shakespeare showcase for with some of their students. So about two months ago, I flew out there and that's what we did. We did 10 scenes from 10 different plays. And I want to talk right now uh, with the, some of the students that performed in those plays. So, hey, why don't you guys introduce yourselves one at a time? Let's go um, Gracie, Ben, Mercedes, then Eva. So you guys tell us, what grade you're in, and just tell us a little bit about whether or not you have ever performed, number one, Shakespeare before, 
And number two, I want to know, like, if you've not done Shakespeare, have you done any sort of performance before, like sports, music, dance, anything like that? So Gracie, let's start with you. What year are you in school? Tell us about any sort of performance background that you've had. Okay, so I'm 15 and I really haven't done any Shakespeare performances before this but I've had plenty of other experiences in acting that I've really enjoyed in previous years. Um, I'm really also into music, so I've done more musicals and things like that. I haven't really done just reciting lines without any music in the play. So that was kind of different for me, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I also am, I do a little bit of everything when it comes to like acting I don't I'm not really specific on what I am geared toward I just kind of like trying new stuff so this experience was really fun for me because I'd never really done anything like it before and you and Ben did a scene from as you like it you played Rosalind and Ben you played Orlando so Ben tell us about yourself what year are you in school tell us about any sort of like performance background so I'm a junior in high school, 17. I, performance-wise, kind of did some Shakespeare stuff in uh, sophomore year at Paideia. We did a Shakespeare class where we, we read a book and then we all did a scene from the play. But I wouldn't call it um, acting so much. We didn't do as much blocking or anything like that. We just like memorized the lines and recited them pretty much. Yeah. Still kind of there. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Ben. Happy birthday, Ben. Everybody, it's Ben's birthday. Thank you. Mercedes, then Eva. Same questions. What what year are you? Tell me about performance background. Um, I'm Mercedes, and I'm 13 and in eighth grade. I've never done a Shakespeare performance, but I play the piano, so I've done a lot of performances for piano. Eva? Um, I'm a senior in high school. I haven't done any like acting or Shakespeare or anything like that before either. But I play the violin, and I've played in orchestra for a long, long time. So I've done a lot of performing with that. Uh, Eva, Mm -hmm. I want to ask you, you actually had the coronavirus. Yep. How was it? I mean, it wasn't that bad. I don't know. I was in bed for a long time, but other than that, it wasn't terrible. You had chest pain? Yeah. Yeah, lots of chest pain. That was like what hurt the worst. I don't know. I had fever, fever for some of it, but I got a cough for a bit. And how's the cough? How's the, is there any chest pain now? Do you still have a cough? Cough anymore. Like sometimes I'll have chest pain, but it's just kind of random. It's usually at the end of the day when I'm tired. How's running going? Is it affected running? I have not run in like three weeks. (laughs) I've taken two walks since I got sick. Because you have not been running because of the virus? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to go outside. Yeah. Yeah. But I walked for a mile the other day and it was like, I thought I was, I thought my legs were going to give way on me. It was really bad. (laughs) How did, how did your chest feel on the walk? Um, it was okay. I walked really slowly, not walk fast. Yeah. Okay. When all of you guys heard from, you know, the people at your school, we're going to do a Shakespeare showcase. Or we're gonna do, you know, we're gonna do Shakespeare scenes. Like, what was your instant reaction, any of you? 
Um, I was super excited because I've always wanted to do, to do like to do acting. So, and were you excited just to do acting, or was it like was Shakespeare particularly appealing, or was it just like no, I want to try my hand at acting? Just acting. I mean, I liked Shakespeare a lot because we memorized it a lot in school, and so I did like him. But I just kind of wanted to act. Okay. How about any of the rest of you? Did you have strong reactions when you heard you were going to do Shakespeare scenes? Eva? <laughs> I did not want to do it. My mom was like, Eva, you have to do it. And I was like, mom, I'm not going to do this. I do not want to act. I have no Christian act ever. Why were you not interested? What was, what was the thing that um, was unappealing about acting? I guess I don't like putting myself out there. And for acting, you kind of have to just like, go and be super bold about it. And I did not want to do that. Okay, but you're, you're a musician, Eva. Does it feel different? You're a, you're like an accomplished musician. Yeah. I feel, I feel like it does. Cause when I play violin, it's not like me speaking or like putting my emotions into speaking. It's like, I do it through a musical instrument. I don't know. For me, it's different. Yeah. Gracie, when you heard you're going to do Shakespeare, what, what did you think? At first, I was in the same boat as Eva. I was just like, uh, I don't really want to do this. Like, it seems like it's going to be really boring and just like, I don't know. And I've always, I always kind of thought that Shakespeare was like great and everything, but like the plays were really like dry. And I've always done plays yeah. where I'm like the comic relief and kind of the funny person. So I've never really done like a really serious, like, play before and so when I heard about it my mom thought it would be good for me because I'd never done it before and I was kind of like ah I don't really want to do it but I think it was just more the fact that it was I thought it was going to be like a really serious and not so fun experience so yeah okay we'll talk about how we made it a little bit less than serious in a second Ben I was really excited when I heard about it um I, like I mentioned before, we'd done a little bit of Shakespeare the year before, and I had really enjoyed reading Shakespeare and memorizing a few of the scenes. And I just thought it would be really fun to do a yeah. bigger picture of that. I want to, all of you to tell me, um, first, let me back up. Gracie and Ben played a scene from As You Like It. Gracie, you were also in a scene from Henry Fourth, correct? Ben, you were in As You Like It. What were the other scenes that you were in, Ben? I was in a scene from Henry V and a scene from Macbeth. And tell me what character you played in uh, Henry IV and in Macbeth. In Henry V, I was Henry V. Uh-huh. In Macbeth, I was Banquo. Great. I said Henry IV accidentally. I meant Henry V. Uh, Mercedes and Eva, what scenes were you in? So we did measure for measure together. <laughs> <laughs> they had to whisper to each other. What was that play again? What was it called? <laughs> um, I can't ever remember. We did measure uh-huh. together and then I did um, A Winter's Tale. Okay. You did Hermione's famous speech from Act 3 from A Winter's mm-hmm. Tale. Um, okay. From all of you, the best thing about the whole process and the worst thing for you about the whole process. Now, let me, I'll, while you're thinking, I'm going to tell the audience what the process looked like. The process looked like 
Pi Day School contacted me. Hey, would you be interested? Yes, I would. I picked about 10 or 12 scenes and I provided them to the Paideia School, the Paideia community. And from those scenes, the students like found scenes or monologues that they were really interested in, or they kind of like formed into small groups or pairs and they decided, okay, we're going to do these scenes. So Gracie and Ben, I mean, it kind of was assigned to you, wasn't it? The scenes were sort of assigned to you. Okay. So once everybody got their scenes, then all of the students got into the actual performance space, which was this beautiful, small church in with like, wood everywhere, wooden pews, beautiful glass and windows. Um, and so all the students showed up and I got on Zoom and I basically directed you guys. You guys got up on stage. You had started memorizing the lines already. And I got you up on stage. And from Zoom, I kind of told you, okay, here's where I think your blocking should look like. So most people know like what that means, what the word blocking means. But for those of you who are just kind of like catching into the theater scene, blocking is basically where you stand, where you move during the course of the scene in the play. So we kind of like got the blocking all set up. And then I showed up about five weeks later and we actually started rehearsing the scenes and you guys had been like close to memorized and off book. So that's the whole process. Now I'm curious to know best part, worst part for all of you. Okay, I'll go. Um, I guess... This is Gracie speaking. The, the worst part for me, I guess, was kind of the lines. I've always kind of been that way. Lines are hard for me. Um, and I think it was also because of the older English and the way I had to say them. Talking was probably my favorite and how in your your movements and where your place on stage. So I really enjoyed that part. Yeah. Uh, ben, Mercedes, Eva, did you guys have kind of like a favorite part, worst part? Yeah. So for me, the worst or the, the hardest part was really working on my Henry V scene. I really had to like shout and I had to be kingly and I had to uh stand straight and all these things that I don't normally do <laughs> yeah and uh so that was that was tough um just like channeling all of that and being able to do that on stage but but in the end I, I feel like I succeeded <laughs> yeah you did Ben Ben tell me why tell me why that was hard can you put it into words I'll try um well first of all like it's just not natural to mm-hmm. stand tall and be loud and like be kingly. I think that was one of the main things. Just like I had to change how I walked onto stage and uh, yeah. like the voice inflection I used, like I had to, I had to insert my kingliness. I had to be more uh, royal than everyone else in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think that's what made it hard. Does that, that was the challenge. Yeah. Even Mercedes, best thing, worst thing. Um, this is Eva. The worst thing was the lines. I don't know. I didn't do very well with memorizing them. Uh-huh. 
I think blocking actually helped it a lot because then I was able to like think of, okay, this is where I am when I'm saying these lines and this is what Mercedes is going to be doing while I say, well, she says those lines. And so then I'll come in after that. Yeah. But, Good. Mercedes. Um, I think that the worst thing was probably, um, practicing with my partner and, um, <laughs> and <that's, laughs> Who was your partner? Um, Eva. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you guys are, you guys are sisters, uh, correct? Correct, yes. <laughs> but it was just hard because we both weren't on the same page all the, at the same time. And the day of the performance, I kind of snapped and got mad at her. So that was probably the worst thing about it. Um, <laughs> and the best thing was probably the blocking. I really liked thinking about being an actor and like kind of like being in that place and understanding what it is to be an actor. Mm. And I'd never really experienced that. So I really liked that a lot. So, so I want to hear more about that Mercedes, like being up on stage and kind of understanding you're an actor. Can you put into words what was it that you came to understand that actors do? I mean, you've, you see it all the time. You see it in movies, you see it in plays, but from the inside, what does an actor have to do? I think that it was kind of like, you have to have total control over your body and your emotions and being able to kind of show your emotions in a different way because yeah. you can't just an actor can't just say their emotions on stage, but they have to show them through their gestures. And, mm. that, and that is kind of amazing that people can do that really well. Yeah. 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 Okay. I got a question for all of you. Did you, okay. So let me back up and give a little preface. When I start memorizing a scene that I'm going to perform, I kind of know what my emotions should be as the character. Um, but what's really great is when you actually start feeling the emotions kind of genuinely as, as the character. So you can kind of like, um, I don't know how to say it. You can kind of mime the emotions. Like I know that I should feel sad right now. So I'm going to look sad and I'm going to like brush my eyes away as if I have tears but it's different to actually feel the way that you're supposed to feel when you're actually performing it. Did any of you guys start to feel the emotions that you thought your character actually was supposed to feel? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, me too. I guess. So Evo, what was that like? Tell me, describe, you know, like something that is happening to your character and describe kind of like, when did you start, feeling the way that your character was feeling. So in the scene, um, my sister is coming to tell me while I'm in prison that I have to die because uh-huh. of a sin that I've committed. And so there's this one point where I like fully realize that I'm going to die because she's not going to do anything to save my life. And so at that point I had to be like very passionate mm. and kind of angry but mostly just like trying to figure out what I actually felt 
because there was also like a sense of arrogance because it was like, well, if I die, like it's fine. Like I'll just die. It'll be fine. But then like, I realized that dying entails a lot more than what you like just initially first think about it. So I guess after we started blocking and we'd run it on stage a couple of times, like it started to make a lot more sense how I like actually had to feel in order to inhabit like the character as he should be. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing Eva, there was a couple of moments when during like late in the rehearsal process where you've got those lines, like where you're kind of realizing, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I'm actually going to die. <laughs> uh, I, but to die and go, we know not where to lie in cold obstruction and to rot. Like I remember seeing you on stage being like, Oh my gosh, I think it just like kind of clicked in. Mm-hmm. I think like Eva's actually feeling that way. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Fear. Yeah. Yeah. Mercedes, you started to say something. Oh, I was just agreeing with Eva. I definitely felt my characters a lot. Um, so tell us about the Hermione scene that you performed the monologue. What is the background um, that's in The Winter's Tale? What's the background to that scene? And was there a moment during rehearsals or the performance where you're like, oh, I feel the way that Hermione is feeling? So Hermione is a queen and she is married to a king and in the play another king comes to visit them and right after he leaves she gets pregnant and her husband accuses her of unfaithfulness and wrongfully wrongfully wrongfully, because there was no yeah right right and so i know that he is wrong but i'm the queen so like even though it's different because like everybody's gonna believe him So Uh I think the first moment when I really felt her was when I had just finished memorizing and was just kind of going through my lines a lot. And I just, I felt the um, injustice and sadness that her husband would not believe her. Like Uh the person who she loved most would not believe her. And yeah, I really felt that a lot who knows her character the best, who should know that like, no, she wouldn't do this. Yeah. And he, and he not only walks away, but like he accuses her. Yeah. And puts her on trial in front of, and puts her on trial for her life. And yeah. Oh my gosh. It's such a great scene. Gracie or Ben, was there a moment? And let's talk specifically about the, as you like it um, scene. Describe the as you like it scene that you guys were in, and was there a moment you're like, oh, I get what Rosalind's feeling, or I'm feeling the way that Orlando is feeling? Either one of you. Yeah, I would say that I felt the character more um, when we started blocking, because in my scene, or in our scene, Rosalind is basically, I took it as she's teasing Orlando because she is disguised as a young um, squire and she is actually Orlando's love. And so Orlando is professing his love for her, even though he doesn't know it. And she's kind of just playing with his emotions. And I guess it was kind of, I, I realized how much she's not manipulating, but she's really just poking fun at him and trying to see um, if she can get him to like tell 
her more about what he's feeling. But then halfway through, she also starts realizing like, hey, I could get him to love me even more by doing Uh this. And Uh so I think Uh through the blocking, that was really when I started to realize it because I actually had to like poke at Ben and poke fun at him and scoff at him in his face. And you could see my emotions through my expressions. And I guess that's kind of when it locked in. For sure. Those scenes are so fun. Um, Just to recount it to the audience, uh, Rosalind dressed as a guy is kind of like recounting all of the, she she tells Orlando, yeah, I've actually done this for somebody else. I've kind of helped them kind of like, I did a, a wooing and training course. And these are all the things that kind of happen in that. And so um, Rosalind Gracie is kind of poking at Ben and kind of like, you know, moving his face around and ruffling his hair and all this sort of stuff. It's, it's really funny. Um, ben, is there a moment that you were like, oh man, this is maybe like I'm feeling the way that Orlando's feeling? A little bit, not a lot. Cause I mean, I was like swooning and like, yeah. uh, yeah. And, uh, I like, you know, got where he was coming from, I guess, mm-hmm. but I never felt like the same emotions as he did, I guess. What like, about during Henry the fifth? Was it different for Henry the fifth? It was. Yeah. Um, so in Henry the fifth, I was giving a speech to my men before we were going into and what it would, what it would seem like an inevitable slaughter by the yeah by the French, um, so we're going into battle with the French, and I had to kind of rally my men by giving them this speech, and so that that's that was, I I felt like if I if I had heard that speech, I would have gone into battle, you know. Um, yeah, right, right. So uh, yeah, I, that I felt like the we gotta we gotta do this, you know. He was always saying like. Uh, you were, I, I wouldn't, I will, I wouldn't wish one man more. I, I, I want you guys to fight with me and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like just encouraging his men. At the end of this scene for, I mean, those who are listening, Ben yells, isn't the last line uh, on this St. Crispin's day. Isn't that the last line, Ben? On St. Crispin's day. Yeah. Yeah. And the soldiers kind of like, you know, march off they're ready to go to war with the french and ben carries them out it was just like it was thunderous and it was in this small church and so it just kind of like the the walls rang with ben's big voice it was just terrific it was just great you guys how is i mean you've all read shakespeare's plays or kind of studied shakespeare's plays at, at as part of your work at the paideia community how is performing Shakespeare different than reading Shakespeare. Can any of you guys talk about that? Yeah. So for one, you have to speak the words and not read them. Yeah. It's like totally different thing when you go to speak out loud and like act the word, like act the part of the character. Yeah. Yeah. It's really different. Did you guys find yourself looking up the meanings of words as you were preparing? Did you have to do that a lot? Yeah. Yeah, Eva? Yeah. Is there a particular word that you're like, I don't have the vaguest idea what he's talking about, like a phrase that you didn't understand? Yeah. I Just like words that aren't common and you're like, like they mean something common, but it's 
like a word that's kind of larger and you're like, well, I don't, uh-huh. know, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking a second ago of the opening line, Mercedes, of uh, Hermione's speech. Can you give us like the first line or two? Do you remember them? Yeah. Sir, spare your threats. The bug that you frighten me with, I seek. What is the bug? Did you have to like figure out what she was talking about there? Or did you kind of put it together from context? Or how did you do that, Mercedes? Um, when I first like read the first couple of lines, I'm like, bug? What do you mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> I finished it. And, you know, I assumed that it was something like metaphorical, but, um, yeah, it's death cause he's, he wants to frighten her with death. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Spare your threats. Yeah. I seek the bug that you're trying to threaten me with. It's a great opening line. It's like, oh, she's already winning. And she's got like two lines out of her mouth and she's already winning. <laughs> Gracie, was there something for you? Do you remember, like, was there a line or a phrase or a word that you're like, I don't get this. I gotta look this up. No, actually, I didn't really, um, really run into trouble with that. I think the, it was kind of similar to Eva. Like, there was maybe one or two words that I I looked at that I was like, huh, okay. Like, I could see where that fits in, but I would never have guessed that that's what it meant. So yeah, I guess I did have to look up one or two words, but I don't think that it was my lines. I didn't think were necessarily too hard. So I kind of was able to skim through it and get context with it and then be like, Oh yeah. Okay. I get what that means. I thought, yeah, right. Right. Okay. Let's talk about the actual performance. You guys, you've been kind of preparing for this, for your scene or your scenes for, you know, six weeks, maybe a couple months, you've been memorizing, which I think, I mean, everybody hates it. Memorizing is just such a drag, but now you're prepared. You know, you've been working together with your castmates. you know, these lines, you know, your character, what was opening night or opening night, opening night was like the night of performance. What was performing, performing like, was there anything that surprised you? Um, did you enjoy performing? What was it like? I think there's always like a lot of nerves, but it was like a good amount of nerves. So then you like got nervous and you got excited and then the performance went really well. So, yeah. Yeah. You guys are so good. (laughs) You kind of blew everybody out of the water. How about, how about the rest of you? Did you, what was, what was performing like? I really enjoyed it um so one thing overall that i found significant about the about doing it was how what a difference being on the stage made like in that Mm. echoey room Mm. like um i found it way easier to like inflect my voice and speak loudly in that room than in like the classrooms we're practicing in why do you think that was ben um i think it was like a bigger space, you know, like there was acoustics or whatever. Um, yeah. Like you were on a stage. So you like, and there were like seats before you, so you could imagine, uh, an audience there or whatever. Yeah. Gracie Mercedes. I think I felt kind of like Ben too. Cause in both of my scenes, I had 
a lot of yelling moments. And <laughs> when I did it in a practice room, it wasn't as gratifying because you didn't really like ring. But then when you did it in the space that we were in, it was kind of like, I was angry, you know, I was loud and I was dominant and I was feeling this. And, yeah. and it was kind of like the thought of like, these people are watching me be someone else mm-hmm. and I'm giving that experience to them. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah. Gracie. Um, I thought it was really fun. I, I always get like really nervous for some reason before any performance that I do just cause I want to do it well, but, um, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, I loved in like watching other, um, scenes go on. And then I also liked seeing how throughout our scene, how different things would go better on stage and then how the audience would react to what you were saying. Yeah. Um, I do remember that one part at the very end of our scene, I actually went blank on like three or four of my lines. <laughs> I remember and, that. And, I remember yes, that. And so I had to completely and totally improv that last part. And Ben was so good. I, no one ever knew that we messed up unless we told them, but yeah, it was it. But I guess when I got off stage, I was like so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot my lines. But then at the same time, I was pretty proud of how me and Ben handled the whole situation. Uh-huh. We didn't, even though we were both stressed because I forgot the lines and Ben's like, oh gosh, uh-huh. the whole whole scene's going to go down or whatever. We both like stayed calm. And I think that's like a really important thing to do. But like I said, I like seeing how the different things on stage in our scene came together and really just did really well. And then when things didn't go well, how we still put on an act and yep. um, delivered. So that was really cool. I was so proud of you guys um, digging out of that scene when you forgot your lines. And I just want to say like everybody forgets line, like every actor, especially a Shakespeare actor, forgets lines. And it's almost like you just have to prepare. (laughs) You just have to know, okay, I'm going to forget some lines and I just have to stay in the character enough to kind of get back on track at some point. I I remember forgetting my lines as Macbeth in the middle of a monologue and I didn't have anybody up there. And I just kind of made up some Shakespeare sounding lines, you know, and like hoping that I could figure out where I was in the monologue. And I eventually kind of like, patched it back together and finished the monologue. But I think that once you do that, once you forget your lines and figure out, Oh, we can like figure this out. We can keep the show going, even though I don't right know exactly what I'm going to say right now. It's the most, um, it, it kind of like inspires confidence because you know, you can handle it, you know? And I found it was funny because the nice thing is, is, in the other plays I've done, I haven't done Shakespeare before. And so I know for a fact that if I had other plays, it wouldn't have gone as well. But like you said, in Shakespeare, if you forget your lines, you can literally make up some random fancy sounding sentence. Right. And people are like, oh yeah, that sounds like something Shakespeare would have said. 
So like, I just added to the canon. I just added. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's that that really helped because yeah. I could just go off on a rant. And people would be like, oh, yeah, okay, that sounds right. Throw, throw in some these and nows and people won't know the difference. Right, exactly. <laughs> so you guys, um, moving toward the conclusion, if you had a chance to do it again, would you do it again? And be honest, like if this is not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. And a second question, if a friend of yours said, oh, gosh, I don't know that I can do this. Should I? I don't know. I kind of want to try it, but I'm not really sure. What would you tell them? So those are the that's the two part question. Would you do it again? Would you recommend it to a friend? I would totally do it again. Yeah, it was it was super fun and great experience in general. And if a friend was skeptic or whatever about it, I'd say you should totally do it. Like it, yeah, it's hard and it's challenging, and it like puts you out of your comfort zone. But it in the end, you feel super accomplished and. uh and great about it yeah you walk like a king when you exit the stage exactly. and you get done just like ben did yeah gracie mercedes eva what do you guys think i would most definitely do it again i think that it was super fun and um yeah i really liked it um and i would most definitely recommend it to a friend because not only was it fun to do it with everybody, but Mr. Mac was definitely <laughs> really good at helping us and um, showed us how to be the actor. So I liked that. Thank you, Mercedes. Thanks very much. It was a lot of fun for me. Like it was probably more fun for me. I bet even than it was you for you guys because I didn't have to memorize lines. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like memorizing lines. What say? I say say. She, she said she liked memorizing lines. Oh, really? You're, you're one of those, Mercedes. I'm one of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Gracie and Eva. So as much as I didn't want to do it in the beginning, I think I would do it again. Huh. The whole experience was really, really good. It was really fun, like working with everybody and being coached by you and seeing how everybody grew throughout like the time that we practiced together. And yeah, it was a really good experience overall. And if somebody asked me to do it, I'd say, yeah, I think you'd have a fun time. <laughs> I, I, I cannot tell you how happy that makes me. It makes me so happy. <laughs> Gracie, how about you? I really, really enjoyed, enjoyed it. It was really fun. I think one of the reasons why I enjoyed it so much is because our whole group, we had to kind of get over ourselves a little bit because we're it's old English. And so no one's really used to talking like that. Well, no one is used yeah. to talking about like yeah. that anymore. And so also just being so dramatic and whatever, I think everybody kind of had to get over themselves and like, we all kind of laughed at each other during different scenes. And it was really nice to see everybody kind of just poking fun at each other. Yes. Um, and yeah. then I think truly a good director makes the whole play come together. You were like really laid back and never made us like feel embarrassed or whatever. If we did something wrong, you were like always really understanding, which is awesome. Cause I've had some other directors that weren't so great, but it was, yeah. And it was just really funny. Cause I also remember like during different scenes in the play, we'd be doing something and then you would just like burst out laughing for no reason. And then everyone else would be like, why are you laughing? you'd explain it to us 
And then we would be like, oh. And so every time after that, we found it funny because- Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. So. Because, so I, to, to, if, I don't know that I remember this. So there were like funny lines that you guys had that I understood and I would laugh at them. Is that what's going on? Yeah. You, yeah. yeah, that was basically what was going on. <laughs> like that. Okay, last thing. I promise, last thing. I want to hear from each of you a favorite line or cluster of lines from one of your scenes. Just a favorite line or a cluster of lines that you're like, oh man, I just love performing these particular lines. Uh, and I want to hear what the scene is and just like enough of the context that we can understand why you'd like those lines so much. Um, so this is Mercedes. And I really liked my last lines for measure for measure when my brother kind of, I kind of figure out that he's actually really afraid to die and he really wants mm. me to save him. Mm. And so, yeah, here are my lines. Yeah. Oh, you beast. Oh, faithless coward. Oh, dishonest wretch. Wilt thou be made a man out of my vice? Is it not a kind of incest to take a life from thine own sister's shame? What should I think? Heaven shield my mother, played my father fair. For such a warped slip of wilderness near issued from his blood. Take my defiance. Die, perish. Might but my bending down reprive thee from thy fate. It should proceed. I'll pray a thousand prayers for thy death. No word to save thee. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Mercedes. Okay. I think my favorite lines were the opening of a monologue that I have after, like, when it's really hit me that she, that I'm going to die. Yeah, let's hear them. I but to die and go we know not where, to lie in cold obstruction and to rot, the sensible warm motion to become a needed clod. The end. Beautiful. I <laughs> love it. I love it. So good. Thank you, Eva. Ben or Gracie, either one of you guys have a line or a cluster of lines? Yeah. So um, my favorite lines are from the hand, uh, end of my uh, Henry V monologue. Um, it's kind of the climax of the, yeah. the encouragement. So here it is. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers. For he today that sheds his blood with me shall be my brother. Be he ne'er so vile, this day shall dental his condition. And gentlemen in England now abed shall think themselves accursed they were not here, and hold their manhoods cheap, whilst any speaks that fought with us upon St. Crispin's Day. That's so strong, Ben. I love it. So good. Gracie. Okay, mine were kind of in the middle. Um, this is when Orlando kind of bumps into me in the forest and he's like, okay, who are you or whatever? And trying to get stuff out of me. And, and he basically says, you, you talk a lot more royal than you seem. Like you have oh, a yeah. better yeah, yeah, yeah. knowledge of how to speak. And basically, I just like what I say in response to this, but not so much about how I speak, but about what my uncle taught me. So it was this. But indeed, an old religious uncle of mine taught me to speak. 
who was in his youth an inland man, one that knew courtship too well, for he fell in love. I've heard him read many lectures against it, and I thank God I am not a woman to be got, touched with so many giddy offenses. He had generally taxed their whole sex withal. I really like that line just because it's kind of, it's kind of funny. It, that was the comic relief in it because I am a woman. I'm just acting like a man. Right. Saying that about yeah, your exactly. own gender. So I just like that part because of the way I responded to his thing and trying to make it seem like as a little suspicious as possible. So Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Thank you, Gracie. Hey, I want to thank all of you for coming on the show. I think our listeners are going to love hearing about your experience. Um, if any of you guys who are listening have any questions about like, you know, could I tackle this? Could we put on a Shakespeare showcase at our school? I would love to talk to you about it. Um, remember, there's ways to keep in touch with us. Um, you can join the conversation online on Facebook through the Close Reads discussion group or on Instagram at Twitter at Close Reads Pods and via email at Close Reads Podcasts at gmail.com. And don't forget our email newsletter, which you can sign up for at closereads.substack.com. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Uh, we'll be coming out with a new series, this time on Shakespeare's forgotten classic, I think one of the best three plays he ever wrote, Coriolanus. And I'll be joined by Sarah Jane Bentley all the way from the Eaton School in Great Britain. Thanks again for joining us. And as always, happy reading. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.